morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hope you are having a nice start to your Monday so far. Hope you had a restful weekend or if not this weekend, hope you find some time during this week to take some time for yourself to do something that you love. Pretty slow news weekend this weekend, honestly, but I got a lot of fun stuff that I want to talk about, um, share with everybody. This is Charlie Kohlbrenner. Thank you for tuning in to 7.31 a.m. We have to start with a birthday. I mean, listen, I'm going to argue with my dad about it and you can go argue with some old heads about it too, but it is the birthday of the best power forward to ever play the game of basketball. Tim Duncan is turning 40 today. Just go watch some Tim Duncan highlight and just watching his game is so helpful for somebody who's learning the fundamentals of basketball. I really can't think of a player who is more valuable to watch if you're somebody who hasn't played a ton of basketball and is just learning the basics of the game. In the world of NFTs, Nike and Artifact finally revealed what was in their monolith box, which they released about three months ago, and it is the Nike Crypto Kicks. So this week in Artifact Studios, which was acquired by Nike. Artifact Studios was one of the first big names in NFTs at the beginning of 2021, the animation studio, next-gen animation studio. Um, They were acquired by Nike around the summer of last year, and then about three months ago, they released their first NFT, which was a very cryptic sort of black box called the monolith and there's very little information about what was going to be in it and then over this weekend they revealed what was inside of the box uh there were three items inside the box a pair of crypto kicks which we'll go into in a second a skin vial and then a second monolith vault also inside um so the crypto kicks essentially right now are digital wearables um based on the nike dunk silhouette but they're very futuristic and have all these little add-ons and then Their skin vials will allow you to customize the skins into a bunch of different futuristic ways. You can go watch the video, look up Artifact Crypto Kicks, and you'll find the video. That shows all the ways you'll be able to customize the shoes. Something that I'm super unclear about, and I try to do a lot of reading about it, is if people receive a physical pair of shoes. I don't think they do as of right now. I think that these are just digital wearables that you can take into compatible metaverses. Um, They're live right now. But I feel like, especially because they're dunks, and dunks are so, so, so coveted, um, and just the insane resale value, I, I, I hope, I anticipate that eventually you'll be able to receive a physical pair of some of these shoes um, but as of right now there are no details around that um, but go look at them they're pretty cool i will say right after the announcement the floor price fell pretty heavily um i don't know what people really were going were anticipating was going to be in the shoe box i think that to me it was nike it was almost uh, of course going to be a pair of shoes um but maybe people anticipated more utility or something i don't know the the floor price fell um which makes sense that always happens post reveal with a lot of projects but i actually think the shoes are pretty cool and we'll see i think the future of digital wearables people are still going to be working out the kinks but artifact and nike are both pretty big names on the space and the, this so far visually i like the way the shoes look in the world of style i profiled a designer last week and it's a piece i'm really proud of and it was a really really great conversation if you've never read any of the style profiles that i do which i do a lot of them i would definitely implore you to check out this one it's about a designer named marshall columbia something that was really fun about doing this one is i found out when i met him is that he is from denver i'm from boulder colorado and so we got to chit chat about a lot of those things he also grew up skating so i know some skate parks around there as well um so it's really nice conversation flowed really well and he's a really really nice guy he designs these very very eccentric vibrant bags is what he got very popular for at first and the bags have been worn by megan the stallion and charlie xcx and miley cyrus wore some of his work at some point um and then this collection that he's about to drop is his first menswear collection um, he, he creates these beautiful, vibrant, eccentric pieces. And then the menswear has some more muted, um, a lot of vibrant colors still, but some silhouettes that are more wearable. And it's interesting because I talked to him. He doesn't identify as a very flashy dresser. And so he was saying that this is the first collection that he feels really comfortable wearing all the time. And then something that I thought was really interesting about the conversation is he envisions the menswear in this collection as sort of 
uh, a hypothetical thing that he would have worn if growing up in the skate community, if it had felt more inclusive for him as a queer person. Um, this is a direct quote from him. He told me, so this collection is kind of reflecting back and designing around what if that space was safe for me and what would people be wearing? What would the energy be? But so it's really cool. The collection is like all these pieces that you see in skate culture a lot, big baggy pants, hoodies, but with all of his little iconic twists, he does cutouts on the hoodies. Um, the pants are very vibrant. I really like talking, talking to him. It was a really fun conversation. I just want to read the conclusion of the uh, of the article because I think I, I not toot my own horn. I think I summed it up nicely. Um, it's no surprise that Marshall has exploded to such recognizability in such a short period of time. The current collection incorporates aspects of high fashion and even costumey design anchored by approachable silhouettes. In one way, the line reimagines a past that did not exist. In another, it foreshadows a future that will. Also in the world of style, I just got to plug a show that we did because I love it. We've talked about it on the pod a little bit, but it's just such a wonderful, wonderful show. I rewatched the first episode this weekend. I want to talk to you guys about it again. 1.37 p.m. put out the show called Pedro Eats Everything. It is essentially a lifestyle show following around this guy, Pedro Munoz, who is a skater and also just this charismatic, wonderful guy who loves to eat. Um, we're putting out the second episode tomorrow, so I bet we're going to plug it again tomorrow. But uh, if you haven't seen the first episode, look up Pedro Eats Everything episode one. There's like a teaser that's like four minutes long, and then the full episode is like 10 minutes long. You you should definitely roll up a J, watch the first episode. It's so fun. Pedro is so funny and likable. Um, and it's essentially just sort of a day of his life in the Bronx. It's a nice sort of like Bronx food tour. And then also just seeing him eat, hang out with his friends, skate, uh, give away skateboards. It's a really great episode. I really love the first one. And so if you love skating or food or just like a fun show, it's just really fun, like day in the life show. Definitely check out Pedro Eats Everything. I'm really proud of it, of how it came out. Um, and it's a really fun show to watch. Sports. And then finally, the NBA playoffs were going on this weekend. I have a couple of key takeaways that I want to go into um, for people, even if you're not following the NBA um, or if you are. But the main takeaways from the NBA playoffs so far have been that a lot of the matchups that we kind of envisioned as being sweeps, meaning that the, the better seeded team was going to defeat the worst seeded team easily um, have not shaped up to be sweeps. There is yet to be a sweep in this series, even though a lot in this uh, in this round one, even though many of the series have already gone to four games, which is when a sweep would happen tonight. Um, there are the final game fours of this round will take place, but only one of them could end in a sweep. Only one of them is 3-0 right now, and it is really sad. It is one of the biggest upsets in recent playoff history, which is that the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, who a lot of people had favored to be go to the finals this year, um, are down 3-0 to the Boston Celtics, who the Boston Celtics are really, really amazing, started this season really poorly and have really turned it around and have turned into a contender. Nobody really anticipated that the Nets were going to be down 3-0. The Nets are anchored by Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, two of the best and most skilled players in the NBA, arguably historically in the NBA. And a stat that I found when I was doing some research for this is that if the Nets hold off the sweep tonight, and if they win, and so it goes to 3-1, it'll be the first time since 2003 that there has not been a sweep in round one of the playoffs. Because if you think about it, there's the most sweeps in round one because it's the, the biggest incongruity between the two teams, the best team and the worst team. So there's usually sweeps, um, but we haven't seen one, which is crazy. A lot of these uh, Suns versus Pelicans could have been a sweep. The Suns are great. The Pelicans were a bit of an underdog, but the Pelicans managed to get a win. Um, Bucks, Bulls, some people saw as a sweep. Um, I will also just say, if you're not following the NBA, tune into this playoffs. It's been so fun. These teams that were expected to not be that good have had stars really step up and all the games have been amazing. It's been a really great round. Um, so if you haven't been following the NBA, this is the playoffs are such a good time to get into it because all the teams are good. And right now it's been really, really fun. Additionally, as far as game four of the Nets Celtics goes tonight, uh, Ben Simmons, who was projected to return after a year away from the game. It's a very contentious, a very long story that I'm not going to go into right now. Um, but Ben Simmons was finally going to return tonight, uh, which you hate to return 3-0 and then have to stave off 
a sweep, um, but then they announced yesterday that he actually will not be playing, which uh, does not help with the criticisms people have of Ben Simmons and his inability to play. And then additionally, uh, in the NBA, Rookie of the Year was announced this weekend, one of the regular season awards, which they really, they announce these awards like they're trying to get us to not be able to cover them on the podcast because they don't tell us when they're going to announce them. They just announce it randomly during a playoff game. Um, but they announced Scotty Barnes won Rookie of the Year this year. Uh, he plays for the Toronto Raptors. He's only the third Raptor to ever win the prestigious award. Um, and as far as the voting goes, this was just interesting that it was so close. Barnes received 378 points. Points are given based on uh, how the voters go with first place, second place, third place. But so Barnes received 378 points and then Cleveland Cavs forward slash center Evan Mobley had 363 points, which is crazy close. It's like almost a discrepancy um, between them. But I, I kind of thought Evan Mobley was going to take it. But Scotty Barnes, amazing player, has had a really incredible season, big part of the Raptors season. So he well deserved as well. And that will do it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, head over to 137pm.com or follow us on social. We will be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious. 